And now it's time for Frederick County Sports Weekend, a talk around the Frederick sports scene with your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm Steve Nibbs, and along with Tim Abercrombie, bringing you today's show, and we get a chance to talk to coaches and athletes throughout Frederick County. Today, it's track and field at Urbana High School, and we'd like to welcome first the head girls track coach at Urbana, Mr. C.J. Escalano. And coach, it's always appreciate the time you take and uh, get a chance to talk to you. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you so much. And with us, two outstanding athletes on this year's squad, junior Angie Amephilia and junior Ivy Cauldron. Girls, welcome as well. Hello. Thank you, Thank you. Indeed. Coach, to start with you, you've been in down at Urbana now for 14 seasons, I believe. Um, and it has been consistent throughout your tenure there where your teams have been at the top uh, year after year. They are looking to beat Urbana High School. You bring everything to the table for that for them. Why is Urbana having the success that they've had? Yeah, I can't believe it. 14 years and 42, <laughs> yeah. 42 seasons, something like that. There you go. Cross <laughs> country and outdoor track and field. Yes. Um, you know, I started back in 09, and, um, you know, we had to build this program to what it is today. And it took me a while, it took us a while to build the program to what it is today. And um, these girls are just coming in now at this point in time. They're buying in. We have a culture set, and they're all in whenever they get to the first day of practice and um, they're ready to roll. They know what to expect. Um, we, uh, we have fun. We, we like to think we know what we're doing out there and <laughs> okay. um, we have a great culture. And that, I think that's the bottom line. It's just the culture them buying into the culture and the program itself. And uh, the wonderful, the wonderful coaches that I have on my staff as well. What is these, what does Angie and Ivy bring to this year's squad coach? Oh man, experience, um, leadership, um, just athletic mindset. Um, Ivy uh, is a junior captain. She is competing at the state meet tomorrow. This will air later, though. So, Saturday, uh, Friday, uh, May 27th, she's competing in the 3200 meter run. Um, and and Angie is competing in four different events. Uh, she's competing in the 100 meter hurdles, long jump the 400-meter dash, and then uh, most likely the 4x400-meter relay. And uh, they uh, they both are top 10 on some of their better events in program history. So they bring um, a lot of a lot of talent as well. Uh, Angie is also a school record holder in the 100-meter hurdles, and just recently the 4x100-meter relay broke the school record, uh, held by four really, really good runners in Lydia Roebling, Ella Alderset. Piper Johns and Lily Morell. So that was a record that uh, they kind of crushed um, <laughs> last week at regionals, and that was pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah, but the main thing is they just bring the leadership that we need for this this program, and they are great girls to go to as coaches, but also um, their teammates go to them as well. So, indeed, coach. Hey, uh, Coach, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know that Frederick County has had its fair share of quality track and field coaches over the years, and I'm speaking to guys like Jack Griffin, uh, 
Don Boyer from Middletown, John Grimm, Linganor, Paul Flynn, a TJ, to name a few. And who were some coaches that had an influence on you when you were starting your coaching career? You know, uh, it's a great question. So, actually, Jack Griffin, John Grimm, Don Boyer, and Dwight Scott over at Was- in Washington County, the Boonsburg longtime coach. Um, when I first started in 2009, um, I was talking to John Grimm, and next thing I know, I was going to dinner with the four the four coaches I just mentioned, uh, and they just embarked their knowledge onto me. We went to some diner in downtown Frederick, and uh, or all forty, I mean, and just having that conversation with them when I was a young twenty two year old um, was life changing. Um, and I still talk to, you know, John Grimm today. Uh, I was close with Don Boyer. Of course, I was close with Jock Griffin as well. And um, they definitely had an impact. But, you know, the, one of the main people that had an impact, who was actually my high school coach um, when I was at Urbana, was is Dave Lillard. Mm-hmm. And now he's obviously jumped to uh, Catoct, and he right. built a great program and culture at Oakdale High yeah. School. So uh, he, was a, he was a great mentor for me, still is a great mentor for me. Um, and now uh, that he's over at Catoctin, uh, the eventually takes over the girls' program. We're going to have a little uh, little battle going on between coaches because uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I, I'm a basketball guy, and uh, I can yep, tell you yep. that there would not be a meeting with four basketball coaches to help somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> like it was it was it was surreal. It was unreal. I mean, right. I, the conversations we had. I mean, those. Those coaches combined at that time, probably well over 100 years of coaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, Olympic coaches, uh, coaching Olympians, international coaches. I mean, just the knowledge they instilled into me was unbelievable. Yeah, and really, it was just about building obviously. a culture. Yeah, yeah. it's about building a culture. You want to have a good program, little culture. And then one of the wise men told me it takes seven years, seven years to build a program. You know what happened on my seventh year? There you go. We won a state championship. There you go. <laughs> wow. So prophetic. It, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Angie, I want to ask you. you now we were just talking about you and your, you know, your your four events. Um, how do you divide your training time? Consider you you compete in four events. Do you spend time each day time each day on each event, or do you have to alternate like day to day, or how do you how do you accomplish that? That's a good question. Um, It's kind of a combination of both. So um, some days I'll find myself spending uh, a little bit of time on every single event. Um, I'm often one of the last people to leave the track at the end of the day. And other days it'll be my coach telling me that I only have to focus on this event or um, we have to do like our starts or work on hurdles. So it kind of just depends on what um, I feel I need practice on and what my coach feels I need practice on. But we try to consistently keep practicing in every single event. Hey, Angie, give your coach give your coach some love, Angie. It's not me. So let, let them let them know who this who this coach is. There you go, uh, Coach Mo, a two time Olympian. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. And Excellent. Angie, what what do you consider your best event? Um. Hmm. Uh, I do. I have always loved uh, sprinting. So I'd like to say sprinting is my best event, but I know my coach would, Coach Mo would disagree. Uh, he'd say that um, long jump is my best event. Um, as of right now, I'd say hurdles because I, ha- I have been doing better at that, uh, breaking my own personal record uh, every meet so far. Very good. Very good. Awesome. 
uh, uh, girls looking at the fact that you're juniors and you are also captains uh, of this squad, that means a great deal and certainly not taken lightly. So what does that mean to you and what are some things you think are necessary in order to have to be a captain and have the other teammates uh, be with you? Ivy? Um, I, being a captain means so much to me ever since I was a freshman and I joined the team in cross country season. That was my goal. Um, when people like Sarah Jarman were captains, I wanted to be her and it just, you know, you have to be a leader, but I think more than that, you just have to be like a good teammate. You need to listen to people when they're like, Oh my gosh, this workout is so hard. Got to help them get through it and show them that you're also working super hard and just try to be a part of the team as much as you can and create the most positive, supportive environment possible. Okay. Angie? Um, I would say that you you just got to know the culture. Um, More recently, it's become integral to know the culture, especially with the influx of freshmen that we've had on the team. Um, As a junior, it's like really new for us to have most of our team consist of underclassmen and these underclassmen are inexperienced and they don't know our culture. So when they're unfamiliar with, you know, the hard workouts that we have, the standards that we set for ourselves, it's important to be there, continue to show up, continue to motivate them, um, to let them know that, that they're capable of doing everything that we put on them. And I think that just also being that person for them to turn to whenever they have a bad race, um, being there for them, um, helping out the coaches where they need, that's, that's all what being captain is to me. I can see why these two mean so much to you, Coach. You're not kidding, man. They, these two are great. And uh, I'll tell you what, Ivy, Ivy, um, I, no offense to Angie or anyone else, but, like, Ivy is probably the most caring person on the team. Like, I'm telling you right now, she'll sit there for 30 to 45 minutes if a girl doesn't have a ride home yet and they're waiting on their parents. She'll wait with them just so they're, they're not alone. And um, that's just who Ivy is. And, uh, you know, and Angie – with the influx of freshmen that we have on the team, that was huge this season. Um, in the COVID year, too, I mean, yeah. we just we felt like we lost a year, but we didn't, but we, we felt like we did. And uh, we have a lot of underclassmen on the team. I'm talking 83 underclassmen over 113 on our team. Wow. Yeah. Girls, yep. girls, looking at the fact that you, you both do different events, but what are some uh, general uh, keys in order for you to accomplish, get your personal goals or, or, or even winning a county or conference state title, what are some of uh, the keys that are necessary in order to become c- competitive in an event? Angie? Um, I would say having a good relationship with, like, the other captains um, and just being able to um, – support each other um i guess like that connects our team or we have a very strong team dynamic and so whenever anyone is on that track um it doesn't matter what category we're in short spinners long distance hurdlers jumpers we're always cheering for each other mm-hmm. and i think that is really um important in um, us winning as much as we have is just knowing that we have each other's backs and supporting each other ivy i totally agree it's super important to remember that your teammates are there for you and that is definitely a huge part of how I think we all are able to do so well is because we're all there for each other. But I also think 
a lot of it falls to yourself. You have to want it really, really bad, especially in distance. Um, And just, yeah, the temptation of quitting is real, but you just got to keep pushing and keep working. And if you are tough on yourself and you know your teammates are behind you, then you're going to do things that are really cool. Yeah, indeed, that 3,200-meter run certainly can uh, make you think twice, huh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, Avi, while we're on the topic of the 3,200-meter run, I'm right in saying that you recently broke the school record in that event. Is that correct? Uh, no, that was Angie in the hurdles. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. no, that okay. was not me. All right, I'm sorry about that. Well, uh, anyway, Avi, in the 3,200-meter run, uh, what what kind of strategy do you employ uh, in a race? Like, uh, do you like to run with the leaders do you like to hang back and make a push later in the race, or does that vary with each race? It definitely varies with each race, and I honestly never have a strategy going into a race. I kind of always just get on the line, start the race, and then see what's going on. Um, my favorite thing to do is to just kind of sit behind some people that I know I should be around the same pace as and wait until the right moment to kind of kick and get ahead of them. So that's like my favorite way to race. Oh, interesting. Yes. Now, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Now, ladies, another thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at. I was looking at some of your the meets that you complete competed in, um, and I'm not much of a track and field person to, to be quite honest with you. But I know that the pen relays is a big deal, and I see that you have competed in those. What was that experience like, Angie? If you could share your thoughts first. Um. Honestly, it was amazing. Um, I haven't I hadn't really gotten to go to Penn really since uh, the pandemic has cut my season short. Um, but going there was an amazing experience for me, just from walking into the track with the stairs telling you one more step and like kind of motivating you. And then the track was beautiful. Um, I ran the 4x4 there and the 4x1. Um, and it was honestly, the track was so fast. Uh, the curves are so large that it feels like it doesn't even feel like you're running a lap for the 400. It went so quickly. And I came off of there. I felt really great. The officials, they were nice. They were funny. I honestly had a best time, the best time there. Oh, that's cool. How about you, Avi? So I actually didn't get to go to Penn Relays. I did qualify in the 4x800, but I had to take um, an IB exam that day, and there are no makeup days, so I was stuck at school. Oh, how lucky oh, can you be? man, man. <laughs> Never let academics get in the way of athletics, I know. <laughs> Girl, girls looking at, uh, are either of you looking to run in college, Angie? Um, definitely. I would love to have the opportunity to run in college um, if that is in my future. Um, definitely keeping my options open. Any schools at the moment that have your interest? Um, we have a whole list. Uh, no, oh. no schools in particular, but okay. um, we're just looking for, right now, I guess, my dad once we prioritize a good uh, foundation of education yes. over athletics. Gotcha. <laughs> so athletics would be a plus. So at this point, we're just looking at for strong um, um, academic programs. Gotcha. Ivy? I definitely want to do my best to run in college. But like Angie said, academics are going to come first. Um, but I, my top choice right now is the University of Chicago. I would absolutely love to go there. Okay, very good. Girls looking at uh, you being where you are now, uh, what advice would you give 
younger girls who are seeing what you are, are accomplishing and certainly looking to go at, and run at the next level, what would you tell them in a total package deal, not only just the track and field, but the other the education as well? What is your advice to them, Ivy? I I think just if you want something, go for it. Don't think that there's something that you absolutely can't do because you never know. Keep working hard and, you know, just try something out. I very, I'm very late on the college recruitment train, but I have recently started reaching out to coaches and, you know, I've heard back from some and I honestly never thought I'd be there. <laughs> so I say just give it a shot, even if you think it won't ever work out. Angie? I would say the same thing. Um, I agree with Ivy. Just keep showing up, um, not only for the sport or your academics, but for yourself as well. Um, it's so important that you take care of yourself because everything else follows. Um, for example, I never thought I would be a good long jumper. I'd always hated, dreaded <laughs> practicing long jumping. Um, but just I kept showing up. I, I, I put trust in my coaches, which is so important, trusting your coaches, and just kept showing up for myself and my team. And it paid off, and it's going to pay off in the future, I hope. Uh, we hope so too, as well. Yeah, coach. Coach, I got a question for you because I, um, I've always thought track and field would be uh, quite difficult to coach. I don't. Uh, how how do you navigate the team aspects of track and field, and also focus your attention on the individual athletes competing in their events? Yeah, man, it's tough. Uh, real tough, especially when you have over a hundred kids on your team, girls on your team, consistently. Uh, but again, I go back to my coaching staff. I used to, I used to have a very small coaching staff. I used to do it all myself, basically, except for throws and pole vault. I used to do all the sprints, hurdles, and all the jumps. And looking back, I was young and dumb at the time, and I don't know how. I don't know how I managed that. I honestly don't. And we won county titles. We won a state title that way too. But like looking back on it now, like and with the coaching staff I have on board now, I mean, Coach Mo has taken so much off my plate. He's handling the hurdlers, the short sprinters, high jump, uh, long jump and triple jump. We have uh, Coach Alderset, Ella and Susanna's dad. He's helping with uh, short sprints. Uh, we have a phenomenal throws coach and Coach Waxman. We have a phenomenal pole ball coach and uh, Coach Hoffman. And then Coach Jarman and Coach Brown help me with the distance runners. And I'm just basically coaching the long sprinter, so 400-meter dash and up basically. Um, and then, of course, being the head coach and just overseeing everything, uh, being able to float around a little bit more practice. I do find myself twiddling my thumbs a little bit at practice because I'm just <laughs> I'm so don't know what to do with myself. But I think it's been great, especially with the young team that we've had, to be able to go to some of these individuals, some of these young freshmen, and be like, "Hey, I know it might not seem like you are close to varsity right now, but I see something, and you keep working like like Angie just said and Ivy said." Keep working, trust yourself, trust your coaches, and you're going to end up being where Angie and Ivy and Tessa and some of these other girls are in the future. Um, it's, it might not be your time right now, but you got three more years left, and let's let's continue to work. So I think that having a great coaching staff and a, and a divided coaching staff that we have in so many different areas um, allows me to kind of be able to get these, to these individuals, but it's definitely tough. Yeah, well, being able to de delegate, I mean, it almost yep. helps you because then you get to develop more personal relationships with uh, the, a lot of the athletes. That's, uh, that seems like a good system. For sure. 
Coach, we're running short on time, and it always, as we, as you know, goes by quickly. Um, Angie and Ivy, certainly the best to you girls uh, in, in the state competitions. Uh, hope things go well, not only there, but next year in your senior year. We hope uh, the best for you and looking for big things. Thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> in, indeed, our, our pleasure. Coach, always a pleasure, and uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You, you uh, have made Frederick County put them uh, help put them on the map in track and field, and continue to do so with what you do down there and your staff. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to chat with you, and thank you for taking some time as well. Thanks for having us. Frederick County track and field is 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 amazing and these coaches in frederick county continue to push me and my team so i couldn't do without them either so uh pleasure to have you pleasure to have uh be on this uh show of yours i appreciate it not a problem coach and we look forward to it. hopefully i'm sure we'll be talking with you again you're listening to the frederick county weekend sports show here on 9 30 at wfmd for tib amacombry i'm steve nibs and we'll see you next week Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD.